Hello there, and welcome along to Planet Sport Football Africa, a passion for sport production where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent, and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined by Solomon Ashams in Abuja, Nigeria, and by Stuart Weir in the UK. And on this week's show, we revisit the debate as to whether foreign coaches are better than local coaches. Cameroon won the Africa Cup of Nations with Belgian coach Hugo Bruce, but there are some very talented African coaches around, including Senegal's Aliou Cisse. What I would say is that football is universal. In football, there is no colour, no race, no ethnicity. In Ghana, this is a hot issue as Avram Grant has left the Black Stars. We ask fans if they want another foreigner to take over. We have these young coaches coming whom we see the future in them. Let's develop them and stop spending the money on these foreign coaches. And as Germany's Bundesliga approves the use of video assistant referees for next season, we ask how much technology will affect world football. And lots of exciting action in Europe in the past week. Senegal's Sadio Mane dazzling as he ended Liverpool's poor run in the English Premier League with two goals in three minutes as the Reds beat Tottenham 2-0. And Barcelona fans around Africa and around the world still in a state of shock with that 4-0 defeat to Paris Saint-Germain in that UEFA Champions League round of 16 first leg game. While many Arsenal fans are feeling stunned with that 5-1 loss to Bayern Munich. Now, one of the longest-running debates in African football is whether foreign coaches are better than local coaches. And this was once again discussed by many fans at the recently ended Africa Cup of Nations. Only four of the 16 teams had local coaches, while the other 12 had foreign coaches. Cameroon won the trophy with Belgian coach Hugo Bruce, meaning that in the 30 editions of the Nations Cup, foreign coaches have won it 17 times and local coaches 13 times. But are European coaches better than African coaches? Or can African coaches do as well if they were given the same level of exposure and training? Why in the English Premier League are there so few English coaches, with most clubs having managers from other European countries? Well, we'll look at those issues and more on the show today. Africa Cup of Nations tournament favourites Senegal were coached by Aliou Cisse. Well, they eventually went out at the quarter-final stage under Cisse, who's a former captain of the Taranga Lions. And he was asked for his thoughts on this issue. It's the federations who decide, who make the choices. On the African continent, I think there are some great coaches, that is certain. But I'm not here to defend local expertise or expats. I'm just a football coach. What I would say is that football is universal. In football, there is no colour, no race no ethnicity. Of course, there are people who like polemic or to debate these things. For me, it is obvious. It's about expertise, not colour. Football is a discipline where you find different people, different colours, different ethnic backgrounds and religions, and that makes football what it is. The rest does not interest me. 
That's Senegal coach Aliou Cisse. So he says there are some great local coaches around Africa. He says that football is universal and that it's about expertise, not colour. Well, we've talked about this before, Solomon.、Um, what are your views? Yes,、uh, Steve. We've spoken about this before, and I quite agree with、uh, the Senegalese coach Aliou Cisse. You know, just the fact that football is universal, and I think with Africa. There must be a very unique way to choose a coach for Africa because African football is very different from the rest of the world. And I feel we have to get to a place where we select a coach. When we select a foreign coach, we make sure that the coach is aware of that. And, and I really feel that a lot of African local players have not been given enough opportunity. I strongly believe that. I strongly believe there are some great African coaches that are still there, but. Uh, you know, if you look at it right now,、uh, they've not been given the opportunity, and also when they're given the opportunity, I'm sure they're going to do well. Right, but on the other hand, many fans feel that when a foreign coach is brought in, they can work better with players based outside of the country. And many of Africa's top national teams consist largely of Europe-based players. And another factor, Solomon, is that foreign coaches are usually given better treatment in terms of pay and working conditions. Yes, I definitely believe that when、uh, foreign coaches are brought in, you know they tend to, you know, get better treatment in terms of、uh, better pay and also working conditions. They get a home, they get a, a car to it. But a lot of local coaches don't go through, you know, through that. Except for maybe nations like South Africa or Tunisia, Morocco. You know, you remember the case of the late Nigerian coach Stephen Keshi. Who went for about six months without getting a pay?、Uh, Samson Siasia, the same thing. Who who was a coach for the Nigerian under twenty three team? You know, went to the Olympics, got a bronze medal. And the foreign coaches, they come in and they tell you, this is what we have to do. You sign the contract, and you make sure you have to pay. And sometimes we even pay them upfront. You know, and and I feel that's not fair. If we want to treat、uh, a coach, we should treat him as a coach, not as a foreign coach or local coach. We should treat him as a coach. He deserves respect as long as the result is coming. If we are not happy. We look at the contract again and maybe fire him, or we just tell him to resign. But we cannot treat them so unequally, you know. In some nations in Africa, you experience quite a lot of that. Yes, so there seems to be some injustice in many cases. Well, Uganda have a Serbian coach. He's Militin Sredrovic, a man with huge experience in African football. And Sredrovic qualified the Cranes for the Nations Cup for the first time in 39 years. And at the tournament, I spoke to Ugandan journalist Andrew Gabura, who works as a supersport commentator in East Africa. He told me how popular Sredrovic, nicknamed Micho, is. Ah, the fans love him. The fans love him, and I think Micho is one of the best coaches to have for any African side for a couple of reasons. I mean, he's I think the most experienced foreign coach on the African soil today. This guy has been around. He's been he's coached clubs in South Africa. He's coached the Rwandese national side. He's been to Sudan. He's been to Ethiopia. He's been to Tanzania. He knows a thing or two about African football.、Uh, you, he will tell you what the opponents are going to look like. He will tell you about players we didn't know from the opponent side. So, from a coach's perspective, I think he's one of the more prepared coaches on the African continent. First of all. From a coaching perspective, Uganda is very lucky to have him. And how can the fans not love him? This guy has just taken us to the Afcon after over three three decades and nine years. So the fans love him. 
uh, people like Milton Mitchell Sredojevic have more exposure, they have more experience, uh, and you get to think they are closer to tactics, uh, if, if you get me right. Uh, they might not know all the African players closer, but they are technically much better. So I'm not really fully supportive of so many foreign coaches coming in, uh, but I think we should develop the African coaches, but not throwing the foreign coaches out. Well, that's a view from Uganda. Supersport commentator Andrew Gabura on Militin Shredrovic. Now, in Ghana, this debate is very much alive right now. Israeli coach Avram Grant was in charge of the Black Stars at the Nations Cup as they finished fourth. But his contract has expired and Ghana are now looking for a new coach. And as Grant once took Chelsea to the UEFA Champions League final, the fans were expecting more from him. Well, Ghana have tended to go for foreign coaches of late, although if you go back in time, the country has produced some of Africa's finest coaches. Charles Jamfi, who won three Nations Cup titles with the Black Stars, Fred Osam Duodo, who led Ghana to their other Nations Cup title, and there's also the late Ben Coffey and Cecil Jones at Kwaefeo. Well, Ghana reached the quarterfinals of the 2010 World Cup with Serbian Militin Rajavac, while a local coach, Kwesi Apia, took them to the 2014 World Cup in Brazil. Well, Erasmus Kwao spoke to fans in Accra and asked if they prefer a local or a foreign coach, and some of them here specifically mentioned Kwesi Apia. One would say go for foreign coach if you use the, uh, the yastic you are talking about in the African Cup of Nations. But you realize that some of the black coaches, when they came, they also did very well in, the, in our uh, previous matches. We've had black coaches winning the cup for us. It does not necessarily mean the foreign coach is the one going to give us the trophy. I will believe in a black man giving us the trophy, and I believe in the white man also giving us the trophy. I think Ghana needs a coach who is dedicated a coach who will sit in Ghana and recruit players for the national team. A coach who will make sure that the right players are invited into the national team. A coach that will be respected by both the players, the GFA and the, the general public. I will go in for a competent coach. And so if um, he is of the high pedigree, we went in for Ivan Grant, a very top-notch coach, but he couldn't deliver. So I will, I will, I will search him for a competent man, somebody who is capable to handle the, the, the national team. And who is capable? As you speak now, I will revert to Kwesiapia. I will go back for Kwesiapia. He has passed through the ranks. He has been an assistant coach for a very long time, the head coach. As a matter of fact, he took us to Brazil 2014. He qualified Ghana to that stage. He went to the AFCON in 2013. That was Brazil. And then he, he placed fourth there. So I will give Kwesiapia the chance again. I think we have these young coaches coming whom we see the future in them. Let's develop them and stop spending the money on these foreign coaches. So if we have a group of local coaches that we trust, let's start sending them. And I know some have developed themselves. Some go to other countries and they are coaching. Why not bring them back and let's put them together and see how the team will work. Yes, the game of soccer is universal, and whatever you want to learn, they, they, can, they can do it. Dependence on foreign coaches, no, I don't believe it. No, I don't. Some also say that even going for a foreign coach, you should bring a high-profile coach. Somebody of the caliber of the Mourinho's, the Contes, the Alex Ferguson's, that level. Now, 
compare that to a local coach who is knowledgeable, which one will you pick? A high-profile caliber international coach or somebody local who knows the terrain very well? Let me tell you something. When you bring Morindo, you bring Alex Ferguson. When the place, the bad notes are in the place, the, 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 the coach, he cannot deliver. You, you understand? But for me, the, my, my opinion, our own coaches, when they did here, as fantastic coaches like this are, they have to make sure that the support they give to the white man coach, they should give the same support to our black coach. You understand? No, right now, we wish if Kwesiapia, they give Kwesiapia nod, I bet you, like by this time, we take something. Well, fans in Ghana talking to Erasmus Quell. This is Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport. And today we're revisiting the debate as to whether foreign coaches are better than local coaches. Interesting there, Solomon, are those fans in Ghana leaning towards local coaches and suggesting that they can do well with more opportunities and training. Uh, earlier on, we heard Senegal coach Aliou Sisse saying that there are some great local coaches in Africa. What do you think can be done to give them a chance? I feel we need to see how you know the FA would give them opportunity to train in the under-17, under-21 or the under-23 or to bring them in as assistant coaches. And a lot of uh, these local coaches... You know, some of them are former international players like Aliou Sisse. You retire, you really want to coach, you've done your badges, your coaching badges in Europe. So they have some sort of knowledge, but we need to give them the opportunity. We need to bring them into the system. We need to see how we can mentor them. So there needs to be some sort of mentorship. So even when we have a foreign coach uh, coaching the team, we need to bring in, uh, you know, two or three local coaches, put them under the coach so they could learn and get them ready to take over. So when he he leaves, we know that we're going to have a local coach uh, to take over the team. Indeed. Well, thanks, Solomon. Now, now let's go to our European football expert, Stuart Weir, in the UK. Uh, there don't seem to be many English managers in charge of English Premier League clubs these days. Why is that, Stuart? Well, Steve, the current situation of the 20 English Premier League clubs is that we have four English managers, and if you count Wales and Scotland, seven British managers. Then we've got three from Italy, two from France, two from Spain, two from Portugal, plus one each from Netherlands, Germany, Croatia and Argentina. Now, it's obvious why... Some clubs want a top overseas manager, for example, Manchester City with Pep Guardiola, with all that success at Barcelona and to a lesser extent at Bayern Munich. Or similarly, uh, Liverpool recruited Jurgen Klopp, who had great success at Dortmund. And then first Southampton and then Everton with Ronald Koeman from the Netherlands who played 78 times for his country, who has been an assistant manager of his country, who's worked at Barcelona, Ajax, Benfica, Valencia, Feyenoord. So again, a great reputation. I can understand that. But, you know, some foreign managers came here fairly unknown. Take uh, Southampton manager Claude Puel. Now, he was manager of Lyon and Nice and incidentally played under Arsene Wenger at Monaco, so he probably learned something there. But not an immediate pedigree that makes you think this is the one that we want. 
or Watford with Walter Mazzari. Now, again, he's managed at Napoli, Inter Milan, but uh, he wouldn't be my choice for the Premiership, except, of course, that Watford have got Italian owners. And similarly, Marco Silva, Hull City's new manager, you know, he had worked at Estoril, uh, Sporting Lisbon, and Olympiacos in Greece. But again, not at all somebody I would have thought of as coming to, to the Premier League. But again, he has been quite successful in the short time he's been here. And I suppose you could say as well that Jose Mourinho and Arsene Wenger were relatively unknown when Chelsea and Arsenal appointed them all those years ago. So uh, sometimes you do spot a bargain, you might say. But, you know, if I were to pick up one manager I really admire, it would be Sean Dyke at Burnley, because Burnley are middle of the table. And to be honest, the squad that he's got, most of the players would not get into the first teams at other clubs. And similarly, his budget is lower than any other club. But he's got a system, got a team that works, And they are middle of the table. So I think that's a great accolade for him. You know, the strangest club, I think, this season has been Swansea going through three changes of manager, four managers in total, starting off with Francesco Guidolin from Italy, Bob Bradley, the United States, Alan Curtis uh, from Wales and a former player as a temporary manager, and then Paul Clement. But, well, Paul Clement has done well, so perhaps they deserve some credit. Uh, What about the overall picture over the years, Stuart, uh, with managers in the English Premier League? In the history of the Premier League, we've had 206 different managers. Half of them uh, are English and the others come from a total of 17 countries, mainly in Europe, but including Israel and South American managers from Uruguay, Chile, Brazil, Argentina. So quite a diverse spread there. Well, thanks, Stuart, and you can tell us what you think about this on Facebook and on WhatsApp. Are foreign coaches better than local coaches? And in Africa, is this the time for African coaches to be given more of a chance? If you want to win trophies, should you get a foreign coach? Give us your thoughts on this on Facebook, our page Planet Sport Football Africa, or send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Do you favour foreign coaches or local coaches? Well, last week we asked, who are you supporting in the CAF Champions League and the Confederation Cup, which kicked off last weekend? On Facebook, Sane Lamine says, my team is Gambia Ports Authority, known as the Ferry Boys. They're my nation's pride, but they've never made it to the group stage of the Champions League. We need to improve more and more and make Gambia proud on the continent. And the Ferry Boys got off to a good start, winning the first leg of their preliminary round tie 1-0 against Sewe Sport from Ivory Coast. Khalif Sanyang in China says if Gambia Ports Authority can make it past this preliminary round, I think they can go as far as the knockout stages. Well, a brave prediction there, Khalifa. And he continues saying Mamelodi Sundowns will be up there as well. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of drama and excitement. And Musa T. Kurai in the Gambia agrees, saying, I'm expecting a tough competition. I think Mamelodi Sundowns will win it again, says Musa. Lamine B. Turai says, although I am from the Gambia, my team is TP Mazembe. I'm expecting them to reach the semi-finals at least. 
And Alfred Mdimba in Malawi agrees. Tipi Mazembe for sure, says Alfred. And Sana Balde in the Gambia also says, I'm in for Tipi Mazembe. My favourite player there is the Zambian Rainford Kalaba. And we had a voice message from the Gambia from Ebrima Kante. Here in the Gambia, we have our defending champions. That is the last year champions, Gambia Ports Authority. And we are all happy and praying for them to make it to the group stages of this year's competition. For me personally, I am a big fan of TP Muzambi and I believe they are going to do well in this year tournament and for sure they are going to win the Champions League again. For the past six years, TP Muzambi has definitely performed really up to expectation in the African football and I believe they are going to make it again. Thanks, Abrima. Well, TP Mazembe have a fine pedigree in the competition. Five-time winners, most recently in 2015. And the Congolese side have a bye to the first round. They actually play Mamelodi Sundowns of South Africa on Saturday in Johannesburg in the CAF Super Cup, where the Champions League winners play the Confederation Cup winners. And on our topic of this week, uh, TP Mazembe have just appointed another foreign coach, Thierry Froguer, from France. Now, Desmond Tunde Koka is in Sierra Leone. He says, I'm expecting a super performance from the teams, especially from Sierra Leone, as FC Johansson play Fus Rabat from Morocco. And the first leg there ended 1-1 in Freetown, so looking quite tough for FC Johansson ahead of the second leg in Rabat. Ishmael Saidu Kanu is also in Sierra Leone. He says, I want to see RSLAF of Sierra Leone go to the group stage of the Confederation Cup amidst their numerous challenges. And overall, I'm expecting a good competition. Well, RSLAF got off to a good start in their Confederation Cup journey with a 2-0 first leg win over Wiki Tourist of Nigeria. And on the same competition, Mohamed Krubali in the Gambia says, I'm expecting my team ASC Nyari Tali from Senegal to go all the way. Buba Saidi Khan from the Gambia says, I'm hoping to see a fascinating competition this year. I tip Egypt's Al Ahli to win the Champions League. Obina is in Nigeria. He says, I'm supporting Rangers International of Enugu in Nigeria in the Champions League. But I doubt if they have the pedigree to go far in the tournament. Uh, but they did get off to a promising start with a 1-1 draw away to Algerian side JS Saora. And that was a result that enthused another listener in Nigeria, Barnabas Ande, who says Enugu Rangers are back with a bang. Go for gold, Rangers. Amalaye Oyake in the United States says, I'm supporting Zambian side Zanoko. The CAF Champions League is a great tournament that deserves more coverage. I can only agree with you there, Amalaye. Medlove in the Gambia says, For me, the best teams to qualify are KCCA from Uganda, Real Bamako of Mali, Enugu Rangers of Nigeria, Wa All-Stars of Ghana and Cotton Spore of Cameroon. And finally, Musa Balde, also from the Gambia, says, I'm expecting a good CAF Champions League. Players who didn't make it to the Nations Cup for one reason or the other have a good chance to prove a point to their managers. Well, thanks very much for all of those comments. Always great to hear from you. 
Now, finally, this week we talked about video technology on the show a few weeks ago. Video assistant referees were used at the FIFA Club World Cup in December, where during the game referees were able to look at TV replays of important incidents. Well, now Germany's Bundesliga has approved the use of video assistant referees next season, meaning they'll be the first league to introduce this. Well, video assistant referees is still in an experimental phase under the supervision of the Lawmaking International Football Association Board.、But、let's go back to Stuart Weir in the UK.、Uh, Stuart, do you think that other European leagues will follow? I haven't heard anything about the Premier League considering this, but I, I think if the Bundesliga do it, I think others will. But you know, let's not think that this is a straightforward solution to problems. First of all. You know, at the moment, a football half is forty-five minutes and rarely lasts more than fifty minutes. American football, you know, can take three hours to play sixty minutes of action, and now in rugby, a forty-minute half can last an hour because of all the stop-start video referees and so on. So, if this is to be introduced, it will change the nature of football. Also, we need to think exactly how will this work. Will it be at the discretion of the referee, or will it, like in cricket and tennis, be the situation where the players are allowed to ask for a certain number of reviews of contentious situations? Will it be the players? Will it be the manager? And what will it be used for? You know, rugby allows it to decide if a score has been made yes or no, or if there's been foul play. But you know, what are we going to do in football? Offsides, penalties. Goals, nasty tackles. You know, my fear is if this were to be introduced, we could see the game being stopped every two or three minutes. I mean, just let's take the Arsenal Burnley game. Now there was a player sent off. There was a penalty to Arsenal. Then there was also a penalty to Burnley. On the Arsenal penalty, it was questionable whether it was a penalty. There was also questions to whether the player was offside. So, you know, are we going to have a panel of officials saying, now, first of all, let's look.、Uh, was this a penalty? Was it offside? And you know, you'd, you'd be stopping the game for five minutes while we review this from from every angle. And、uh, you know, it's important to get the decisions right. But I think this could change the game radically if it becomes a stop-start game. Well, fascinating, and we'll continue to follow this one. But it looks like more and more technology will come into football, and I guess it will come to Africa one day. And as Stuart, I was very interested in comments made recently by former Manchester United manager Sir Alex Ferguson. With Wayne Rooney having become the club's all-time top goalscorer, breaking Sir Bobby Charlton's 44-year-old club record, Ferguson told the BBC that he thinks the record will never be broken again, because these days we don't see players staying at clubs as long as Rooney has.、Uh, what does this tell us about the nature of football these days, Stuart? Well, I think that the concept of a player staying at a club for 10, 12 years is something. Which is very rare these days. I mean, if we go right back to Bobby Charlton, who set the original Manchester United goal-scoring record, you know, in the fifties and sixties, in those days it was、uh, very difficult for players to leave because they didn't have freedom of contract. When your contract expired, you were still held by the the club, and so players did stay for a long time. And also, there tended to be a great 
equality in wages and salaries. But now, of course, a player like Rooney can leave at the end of a contract. Other clubs around the world will be offering silly money for him. You know, we've talked about players going to China effectively just for the money. And also because managers don't stay long in the jobs, a player can easily be signed by a manager, the manager gets sacked and the new manager doesn't rate the player. So I think that's part of the complexity. And, you know, I am always reluctant to criticise players, but at times you do have examples. For example, Dimitri Payet of West Ham, who was last year considered to be the best midfield player in the country. Things haven't gone very well this year, and he effectively went on strike. In the end, West Ham, who wanted to keep the player, had no option but to sell him, and he's gone back to France. And, you know, I would love to see clubs working together in that kind of situation and saying, you know, this player is under contract. If he doesn't want to play for the club, he can sit there and not be paid. You know, that's what would happen to most of us in our jobs. But somehow players seem to get away with it because another team will come in, uh, want to take him, take the risk on him. And uh, so the idea of you know, somebody staying at a club for their entire career, I just think that is very much something of the past. So players are not as loyal to their clubs as they used to be. Thanks for that, Stuart. Well, that's it for the show for this week. But on Facebook and on WhatsApp, uh, tell us, do you think that foreign coaches are better than local coaches? Or is this the time for African coaches to be given more of a chance? If you want to win trophies, should you get a foreign coach? What do you favour, local or foreign coaches? Uh, you can go onto our Facebook page and post a comment. Uh, that's on Planet Sport Football Africa. Send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. You can follow us on Twitter at Planet Sport FA. Also, you can listen to the show on our website, planetsportfootballafrica.com. From me, Steve Vickers in Harare, from Solomon Ashams in Nigeria, and Stuart Weir in the UK, thanks a lot for listening. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production. <laughs>